Good morning and welcome to the Markets Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday, the 6th of February. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, there's general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off with the scores on the doors and the ASX 200 SPY futures closing up 12 points on Saturday morning. Up 0.16%, 75.13. The rally continues, apparently, anyway. But looking at the U.S. markets, it was an interesting night for sure in the U.S., with the U.S. jobs number coming in massively higher than analysts had forecast. 517,000 new jobs created, 3.4% unemployment, the headline rate, which was a big, big shock for the market, a big, big shock in terms of the bond market as well. The US 10-year bond uh, ripping higher in yield terms, 3.52. Two years, 4.29%. Aussie 10s, 3.51%. So that was the big story. The US dollar went nuts. The US dollar index up 1.14%. The Aussie dollar falling to 6919 down three little ducks, 2.22%. As a result of all this, the Dow Jones was relatively calm, all things considered, down only 128 points, or 0.38%. 33,926. Maybe the number was just so big that no one really believed it. We had a high on the Dow of 126 points up, a low of 240 points down. The Nasdaq closed down 1.59%. Uh, 194 points, 12,007. The S&P 500, though, managed to eke out a gain of 0.42%, 17 points higher, 41.36, with the VIX 1.2% higher, 1833. FTSE, amazingly, hit an all-time high. Hard to believe, given the state of the U.S. economy, that the FTSE 100 is at an all-time high, up 1.04%, 82.7,902, showing my age. I remember when the FTSE 100 index actually started life, and it originally started life at 1,000. So there you go, 79.02. The rest of Europe, uh, a little bit better. Stock 600 up 0.3. Germany down 0.2. France up 0.9%. So uh, Europe a little bit stronger, but the US being upset by that huge jobs number, which was probably so huge that a lot of people are taking it with a pinch of salt, unless, of course, you're a bond trader, which, of course, uh, that is the big, big market, and uh, that will make life a little bit more tricky for Jerome Powell and the FOMC, or the board of the Federal Reserve, because of that huge, huge jump. So, we did see US stocks. Apple had a good rise. That was really why the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones kind of did okay. 2.4% higher for Apple. Meta down 1.2. Google down 2.8. Microsoft down 2.4. Amazon, not a good reaction to their numbers, down 8.4. Tesla managing a 0.9% gain. Netflix down 0.3. US banks generally better. JP Morgan 1.6% better. Citicorp though down 1.5. Goldman up 0.1%. Bank of America up 0.8, Wells Fargo up 0.7, Block 
the artist formerly known as Square uh, was down at 4.2%, Bitcoin falling 0.4% as well. US Industrials General Motors down 0.9%, Exxon Mobil up 0.7% there. And we did see the gold sector in the US come off quite sharply. Barrick down 4.7% and Newmont down 4.9%. Why was that the case? Well, that higher US dollar really hurting the gold price, which came off as a big time 4.4%, $85.50 to $18.65.50. Big, big fall in the gold price. Big fall in platinum down 4.7%. Fall in silver down 4.8%. Brent crude also falling 4.3%. And WTI, uh, US uh, West Texas, down 3.9%. So not good news on the commodity front. Copper also suffering a little bit, but not huge, down 0.4%. Nickel had a bit of a rise, 2.2% higher, closing back in on 30,000. Aluminium down 0.1%. Zinc up 05 Lead up 0.2 and ton up 0.7. In mining stocks overseas, we had BHP down 0.7%, Rio down 0.6%, Freeport McMoran down 1.3%, Alcoa down 1.7%, Tech up 0.6%, Anglo up 0.8%, Glencore up 1.6%, and Arbomile in the lithium space down 1.1%. Uh, James Hardy in the US down 2.3% has been rallying quite hard recently. But it was all about the US jobs report on Friday, and uh, that was enough to upset the apple cart a little bit. Uh, The broader market, though, did have a pretty positive week. NASDAQ as well doing well. The S&P closed the week higher by 1.6%. The NASDAQ was up 3.3% for the week. The Dow, though, was down 0.15% for the week. That US, uh, the UK market rather hitting... An all-time high. Why is that? Well, a lot of the UK market, the FTSE 100, is dominated by miners and energy stocks. So they have been doing very well with the weaker UK currency. Not so good for the FTSE 250 index, which is a far broader index. In US news as well, we did see the January jobs report. That was the biggie. But we saw as well the Institute of Supply Management's non-manufacturing index, which rose six points to 55.2, which is the largest monthly advance since 2020. So that recession that everyone is talking about in the U.S. does seem as if it's some way off at the moment. 3.4% unemployment. That is a big, big drop there when the market was going for 3.6%. Elon Musk has been out and about tweeting again on Sunday. He tweeted that the last few months have been extremely tough, but that Twitter is now trending to break even. In local news today, let's just run through a few of the things that are out and about today. We do have, of course, the RBA meeting tomorrow, so that's going to be the big one. And we'll see some people going for a 40 basis point rise in interest rates. Most people most analysts believe 25 basis points. In the AFR today, we do have Newcrest. It looks as if it could be in the crosshairs of one of the big major uh, commodity companies or gold companies around the world. It is understood that Newcrest has received an early stage approach to buy the group. The most logical players in that would be Barrick Gold or Newmont Corp, both out of the US. 
uh, be a $20 billion company uh, takeover. Argo results today, Dexas Convenience Retail and Nick Scarly also out this morning. And we'll get on to that in a minute. Beach has reached agreement with WeBuild for the Waitsea uh, Stage 2 project, subject to finalisation of the Clough administration. And uh, Beach has revised its total capital expenditure estimate to 400 to 450 from 350 to 400 million. Tyro news today. Potentia, which was the first bidder at 127, then informally raised its bid to 160. And they have agreed now terms with Tyro, it appears, to do due diligence. 185 still seems to be the number that the market players have in mind. Analysts are also a little sceptical about Flight Centre, their purchase of Scott Dunn in the UK. Flight Centre has not got a great track record of acquisition as they've dusted around $150 million on takeovers in the past 15 years. And beer suppliers will be hit with a $1.89 handling charge by Endeavour Group. And in a NAB survey out this morning, or their latest research, it still shows consumers are still spending on children, pets and hobbies as cost of living pressures mount, but are pulling back on coffee, holidays and big ticket items. BHP has received competition approval for the Oz Mineral Acquisition. Uh, The Brazilian Administrative Council for Economic Defence has provided clearance for BHP's proposed acquisition of Oz Minerals. Uh, So those conditions have now been satisfied. The scheme remains subject to certain other conditions, including approval by Oz Mineral shareholders and the court. SRG Global has secured multiple civil and remedial engineering contracts with a total value of around 40 million bucks. People in has entered an MOU, a memorandum understanding with TAFE Queensland, terms undisclosed. And Nick Scarley has reported NPAT of 60.6 million versus a year ago of 35.6. Dexas Convenience Retail has reported um, FFO for the first half of 11. 0.29 cents as against uh, 11.38 cents. Revenue of 30 million point seven, up 12% from a year ago. Uh, NPAT three uh, NTA rather three dollars ninety four, which is up three percent there. Hastings Technology Metals has reported the Yangibana project ore reserves up 25% to 20.93 million tons at 0.9% total rare earth oxide grade. And we have also had uh, news this morning that the Australian competitor regulator approves Horizon's sale agreement for its East Coast rail. Liontown Resources initiated a buy at UBS. And that is about it. Question of the day today, given that we're on the cusp of the RBA, should the RBA go 25 or should it go a little harder with a 45? basis point rise. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.